Hi, I'm Jason Ramston, and I believe we can all work on leading a more positive and intentional life. And this show details my journey by sharing my learning, stories, and conversations with guests. If you want to lead a more intentional life focused on being the best you possible, please subscribe today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Well, hello, my positivity posse, and welcome back for another episode of Positivity on Fire. I'm your host, Jason Ramsden, and I just wanted to say thank you for being here today. If you really are enjoying these episodes in this show, please make sure to rate us on your favorite podcast app. It would be much appreciated. So let's dive into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about negative self-talk and body image. And decided to talk about that today because recently I've decided, well, the next step in my life's journey is to get refocused on being more intentional about being healthy, especially in the way of food choices. And so recently I downloaded the Noom app and you may or may not use it. You may or not may or may not like it. I think there's probably um, a different opinion about every type of way to go about focusing on losing your weight, but there was something appealing about the psychology side of the app and the data analysis that it provides back to you if you approach it in a, in a pretty good way. And because I love data and I love to be able to focus on progress, I thought, let's give it a try. And the reason I've done that, I think I've probably lost and found over the last 25 years, the same 30 to 50 pounds. And the truth is I struggle with body image, just like anybody else does. Well, I won't say anybody else. There are lots of us that struggle with body image. And it's not just women that struggle with body image. Men struggle as well. And I happen to be one of those men. Growing up as a kid, I was what they would call husky. And to this day, I despise that word, husky. I have a bigger build. I have what I would call a refrigerator shape, a little bit broader shoulders and broad hips, and carry weight specifically in the lower half of my body. And as a kid, I was that roly-poly, big-cheeked, big-smile kind of kid. And I didn't really think about it at all, you know, as a younger child, in terms of, you know, the way that I looked or the way that I approached things. But I got into the teen years, and others started to take notice of each other. That's just part of what teenagers do. Everybody takes notice of how everyone else looks. I had words shared at me like soft and mama's boy and fat boy. And when I look back on that, I wasn't. I wasn't fat as a kid. I wasn't really big as a kid. Not in how you may think about it, but my frame is short and square. And it wasn't until somewhere around high school, I say, that I started to grow into that frame. I started to pivot and become a swimmer. I swam the last two years of high school. I swam in college and I was in the best shape of my life. But I also could eat whatever I wanted. I could eat whatever I wanted because nothing stayed on. When I got out of college and I moved to New York, I was living in an apartment where the rent was $800 a month and I was only making $25,000. Really what I could afford to eat was ramen noodles and bread dollar loaves of day-old bread. And there and then my love and hate relationship with carbs began. Quite naturally, I started to gain weight. 
I wasn't really big, but I was bigger than I had been. And for the very first time, I experienced body shaming from another person in my adult life. Obviously, I had experienced it as a child, but it was the first time as an adult that I experienced body shaming from another another male. And it happened to be someone I worked with. It forced me, I'll say it forced me, to take a look at myself. And I started to really focus on working out. I joined a gym, got fitter. I lost the weight. And it wasn't like I was overly big. I think at that point in time, maybe I was about 210 pounds. I had gone to college weighing about 168 pounds. I graduated about 195 after, you know, having swum the entire time and focused on working out. And obviously your frame builds out when you're in college, especially as you're an athlete. So I wasn't overly bigger from where I was in college, but I was, you know, not in the shape I I should have been. And so I started to do it. I started to work out because this person had shamed me. I started to focus. I started to not eat really well. I limited what I was eating. And it was all about the weight, the weight coming off. And I think at that point, I think I lost 20 pounds. I got down to about 178 pounds. At that point, you know, I felt good when I looked in the mirror, but I'm not sure I felt good inside because what I was doing to myself in my head in terms of restricting how I was eating and really going hard at at working out didn't fit well as a balance in life. Somewhere along the line there, I met my wife. We were in New York City and we began dating and time to spend with her was more important than time going to the gym. I also couldn't afford going to the gym anymore because I still wasn't making a lot of money living in New York City, maybe 27,000 a year at that time in the 90s, which didn't leave a whole lot of room for eating well. I started to gain weight again, and I I think I ended up getting back up to about the 205, 210 range before we were getting getting married. And I didn't look bad. I look back back on pictures on on those times. I didn't look bad, but in my head, I felt bad. I, I felt like I didn't look good enough. And it's not all about weight either. I've, you know, struggled with how my hair looks. I have thinner hair. It's not thick. I struggle with my smile. I also get from people that it looks like I'm forcing my smile, even though I love to laugh and smile. But it just, things have just never felt natural to me when it comes to how I look, the weight that I carry, and the smile that I have. I love to laugh, but nothing has really felt natural my entire life. And here I am, I'm heading into my mid-50s. And starting to reflect on this as I'm starting this new progress with the the new map and, and doing a refocus of getting myself in better health, not better shape, better health. And what I'm realizing is I'm not alone. Right? When you were talking about that over time, went from that 210 all the way up to 250. That's the heaviest I've ever been. And at 5'9", 250 is not the place that you need to be. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right on my body. Every time I look in the mirror, I don't see the person that I want to see. Through my 30s up to now, that will say 210 to 250, that 40 pounds has come off and gone back on about three times, maybe four times. So I've been spending a lot of time being more comfortable 
in my own skin. I started on the inside. I started working through meditation and the Calm app. So my brain is a lot better than it has been in a long time in terms of how I feel about myself. Now, for me, the journey of being healthier is not about getting ripped and having this physique that I can be proud of. That's not it. It's more about I'm at the midpoint of my life that I want to be around for a a long time. I want to be around for my wife. I want to be around for my my grandkids. Lucky to have naturally low blood pressure. Lucky to have naturally low pulse rate. Lucky to have naturally low cholesterol. So it's not the internal workings. It's what I see when I look in the mirror. And I know I'm not alone. A survey done by the Mental Health Foundation says that 34% of adults, and that would be 28% men and 40% women, said they felt anxious about their body image, and 35% said they felt depressed. So 25% men and 45% women. So we're talking about almost 70% of people either are anxious or depressed about their body image. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this episode, you might be one of those people as well. And I think, you know, most people see me as a positive person, as a happy person, happy-go-lucky. And that's, that is, it's intrinsic to me, but I think it's also a tool that I use to mask the way that I feel inside about myself. So on this latest journey, I'm going to be focused on progress, not perfection, and as a recovering perfectionist, that's going to be very difficult for me. I want to be perfect in everything that I do in in every way, shape, and form. You know, as you get older, you realize that your body can't always do what you want it to do. Uh, It takes longer to recover from exercising. Sometimes it takes longer to recover from an injury. I have to be forward thinking, like what I'm going to do now is not necessarily for me, but it's for those around me. Because once I get settled on being okay with my body, that'll change so much more in my life. It'll help boost my self-esteem. And I know I have a podcast. I'm out here on social media. I'm out sharing a lot of things that you would think that I have high self-esteem, but that's probably a little bit of coding that I throw on to the world around me when in reality, my self-esteem is not all that great. And I don't know where that comes from. And the truth is, you know, I'm not going to look backwards. I'm going to look forwards. I'm going to be forward focused here because as I start to look at my life, I realize self-esteem is really valuing ourselves as a whole package. And there's so much good that I bring beyond just my outward appearance, like the inner side of me, how I approach life, how I interact with other human beings is probably more important than the way that I look. So I need to really focus on valuing myself and believing and appreciating that others appreciate me and enjoy my company. And I don't have any evidence to suggest that that's not the case. And so I've got to keep that in mind. So how how am I going to do that? Well, along this journey, I'm going to really focus on accepting my strengths, which is being an incredible person, being super generous, being super kind, being overly connected to people in a good way. I want to know people and I want to know them well, and I want to be in the presence of others uh, in order to 
be connected. I also need to focus and accept on my weaknesses. I need to know what those are. And I think what I need to focus on in terms of trying to avoid these things is one, we talked about it, the perfectionism. I need to drop the idea that I'm holding some ideal standards that are quite frankly impossible to be able to achieve. I need to drop those. You know, I'm not going to be a superhero in a movie that's totally ripped. That's just not going to happen, right? But just like it is for women, the truth is for men, you see these superheroes on the big screen and it affects you, right? You're, you especially if you see how others react to those people. So I need to drop the perfectionism. Number two, comparing. Uh, we all do this, making social comparisons with others. Uh, it's a hard part. It it's a hard part now because we used to not have social media, right? So it was just to a limited group of people, but social media has really ramped up how we compare ourselves to others. And so we've got to focus on not doing that as much. And then third, trying to be less critical and judgmental. The more we are critical and judgmental of ourselves, the more likely we are to be critical of others. And then it becomes this cyclical cycle of judging them, judging me, judging them, judging me. You got to get off that train of that cycle of thought. It doesn't do you any good. It certainly doesn't do anyone around you any good. And one of the things I haven't started yet is positive affirmations about myself. I haven't gone down that path yet. Like I said before, I do meditate in the morning and I focus on positive thoughts around concepts, but not necessarily directed at myself. So that's one thing that I'm going to have to start working on. Another thing that I have to start working on is avoiding self-talk. Talked about this in in another episode, the chatter that's in our head that beats us up. I've got to focus on not doing that to the extent that I'm doing it at times. I'm going to have to focus on appreciating the good things about my my body. Some people tell me I have a great smile. I don't believe it, but I'm, I'm going to have to start taking them at their word. I don't think they're just trying to build me up for no reason. I could also probably start focusing on just appreciating what my body does do for me. It gets me up. It gets me out. It gets me moving around. Yes, it's been carrying a lot of weight recently, and so I have to be a little bit forgiving of it. As I start to focus on setting, I would say, more positive health-focused goals, right? staying away from just weight loss-focused goals, but health-focused goals. Am I eating the right foods? Am I eating the right balance of foods that are better for me, that are better for my heart, that are better for my body long-term? That will be a lot different than saying, oh, I've got to lose X amount of weight by X amount of time. That is, I think, a recipe for disaster when you start doing that. And I have to go slow to go fast. You know, we talk about this all the time on this show. I have to go slow to go fast in this particular part of my life. It's not going to be something that happens overnight. You, me, have to make changes a little at a time. And you can't just heave it all on at once and expect that you're going to miraculously change the way that you eat, the change the way that you think about exercise. No, it's baby steps. Everything needs to be done in moderation and taking slow steps until it becomes a habit. As we know, things becoming a habit takes lots and lots of hours. It's not something that just is, we're going to do it for a weekend. Okay, now it's a habit. Nope, that's not how it works. 
Now, this is, it's like I said, this has been a lifelong journey for me. It's going to continue to be a journey. I know that. I hope that, you know, a little bit of what I shared today has been helpful for you. And before, before I close out, I do want to share with you seven tips for building a better body image. This comes straight from the Cleveland Clinic, a highly respected hospital in uh, Ohio in the Cleveland area, right downtown. It's an amazing place. The seven tips that they share are one, show appreciation. So some appreciation, a good place to start is to refocus your self-talk. We talked about that before. So stop nitpicking yourself. Stop looking in the mirror and saying, this is wrong. That is wrong. I don't like this about me. So show yourself some appreciation. Find something good about yourself that you like. Number two, record the positives. Write down five things you love about yourself. What do you love about your personality? Figure that out. For me, good listener, funny, generous, kind. Number three, create little reminders. Little reminders of positive affirmations. This is something I'm going to start doing. Reminders of your goals, reminders of things that you're grateful for. Put them on sticky notes, post postcards, note cards, wherever, however you want to put them on the fridge, on the mirror, wherever it may be, at your computer. You know, we spend a lot of time on our computer. Remind yourself of the positive qualities. Remind yourself of the skills that you have. Remind yourself of the goals you've already achieved in life. So create those little reminders. Number four, commit to doing things that make you feel good, right? So yes, life is not about how we look. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. You need a good body to be able to experience life. So commit to making yourself do things that make you feel good. Spending time with friends, going for a walk, whatever it may be, whatever that is, commit to doing it. Number five, occupy your mind. Here's a little exercise that they recommend that if you had 12 months to live, if you had five days to live, if you had one hour or 30 seconds to live, and I guarantee you, you wouldn't focus on how your body looks. That just wouldn't be one of the things you would focus on. Number six, don't fear the mirror. Don't fear it. If you have unhappy thoughts about how you look, you may not be finding yourself looking in the mirror, but don't avoid it. When you're in front of the mirror, acknowledge the negative thoughts that may come up. Wrap them up in a bubble and send them off into the sky. That's a great tactic to be able to say, I acknowledge that negative thought and now I'm going to push it out of my head. And lastly, number seven, you know, shut down the comparison game. I know that's a lot harder done than said. It's easy for me to say, shut down the comparison game. Do I do it myself? Absolutely, I do it myself, right? It's a part of human nature for those of us that struggle with body image because we do compare ourselves to the other, but you got to shut it down. Rather than saying how somebody looks and comparing yourself, compare them to how they operate. What are their qualities? What are your qualities? Do you bring stronger qualities to the table than that person brings to the table? Shut it down. Don't, don't worry about it. Make a point of complimenting them on their strengths. In return, they'll compliment you on your strengths. When you do that, both of you end up feeling good. I, I think this has been a struggle for my entire life because of having moved around so much as a kid. And I'm not faulting anybody for that. It was just part and parcel of the life that I grew up in as a military person. And so it's just one of those things where you always are constantly trying to have to fit in. And when you're new, 
People just see you. They see your outward appearance. They don't see your inward qualities. And I just, I think that's what I'll leave you with today is that if you're struggling with this, if you're struggling with how you look, how you feel, if you're struggling with body image, take stock in the fact that you're not alone. I'm here publicly sharing that I have trouble with body image. If you you need somebody to work through it with, if you're looking for somebody to have a conversation about it with, you can reach out to me at jason at positivityonfire.com. As I get into my coaching practice, mindset is a big part of how we look at ourselves. And that's a big component to making yourself focused on being better at being you. And just know at the end of the day, I believe in you. You just need to believe in yourself. And I just need to believe in myself. Thank you for being here. The 20, 25, whatever it may be that you spend with me is a gift of time that you give to me. And there's no greater gift than that. And just always remember, be well, be happy, be you. And until next time, may your quest for positivity begin today. If you like today's episode, please go to podchaser.com, search for Positivity on Fire, and leave a five-star rating and review. For more on my positivity quest, follow me at positively underscore J on Instagram or TikTok, or engage with the show by visiting direct.me slash Jason Ramston. Have an amazing day.